Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from the book of Exodus the response of the Jewish people to Moses when they stated, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? And then also compare that with the response of the Jewish people and others today to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as you know, this message is always available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Now, maybe you're new to the Friendship with God radio program, and who is Tom Cantor, the host of Friendship with God? Now, Tom Cantor is a successful Jewish businessman, but he's one who came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in 1970. Now, Tom Cantor is the CEO and president of Scanabody's Laboratory, one of the largest privately held biotech companies in the world, and it's represented on five continents and has over 700 employees. And Tom Cantor is the 2009 Whistleblower of the Year recipient, helping thousands of patients' lives by speaking the truth and winning one of the largest judgments in U.S. history. Now, Tom believes in putting God's business first. He calls that the big job. And the big job is the most important thing in putting God first. But Tom has seen God take care of his business. And that's what Tom calls the small job in running his business. And God has always given Tom a motto in running his business. It's called, You Take Care of My Business and I'll Take Care of Yours. From Luke 2.49. Now Tom Cantor teaches every Sunday at Mission Valley Community Chapel in San Diego. But his heart and his passion is in the ministries that he has helped to found and run. Now Tom sees the urgency of reaching the lost Jewish people of our nation. And Israel Restoration Ministries was founded with that purpose to reach the lost Jewish people of our nation and this world. Now Israel Restoration Ministries reaches over 1 million lost Jewish people every year by sending out full and part-time missionaries to reach the lost Jewish people of our nation and around the world so that they too might be saved. Now, the Friendship with God radio program is fully supported by the Lord, and we know that you get edified through the Lord's teaching through Tom Cantor. But we do need listener support in prayer and in reaching out evangelistically to the lost Jewish people around you that you know or that you know of. And that's why Tom Cantor makes all of his resources available for free online, Or you can call us at the Friendship with God radio program in Israel Restoration Ministries, and we can get a free gift to you to give to a lost Jewish person. In fact, we've given out millions and millions of free copies of Tom Cantor's life testimony on DVD and in book form, all free to lost Jewish people, as long as you'll give it to them. So please, you can call us today, right now or after the program, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. 247-3051. We want to help you to reach a lost Jewish person today. 1-800-247-3051. Call us now or after the program, or you can go to friendshipwithgod.org. Now for today's program, here's Tom Cantor. Hello. I'd like to welcome you again today as we go through another study in the book of Exodus. And before we do, let's look to God in prayer. Father, we thank you that you are a God of great revelation. And so, Lord, if you're a God of great revelation, then we are a people of great learning. And today we pray, Lord, that you would help us to learn from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, if you'd like to please follow along here as I read in Exodus chapter 2, starting in verse 11. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out into his brethren and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. 
And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together and said to him that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now, in our last study, we saw how Moses had this burning desire within him to not be separate from his Jewish people, but instead to be a part of them, to be with them. As he saw them, as it says here with this very important word, he saw them as his brethren. And we saw just how great a decision Moses had made when he killed that Egyptian. By killing that Egyptian, Moses had decided that he was refusing once and for all to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, since he knew that God had called him to join himself to his people. And for Moses to refuse to obey God would have been sin. And that's why it's put that way in Hebrews 11.25 that to go with the Egyptian people would have been to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Each one of those words in Hebrews 11.25 represent what Moses realized. When it says, enjoy the pleasures, Moses knew that there was an enjoyment of pleasures in disobeying God. There was an enjoyment of pleasures in remaining to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And Moses decided to say no to each one of those enjoyment of pleasures of sin. And it was called of sin. It was the pleasures of sin. So Moses knew that to disobey God and remain to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter was just simply sin in Moses' mind. And then the words for a season, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, for a season. Moses understood the truth that his lifetime was as short as a season, like a summer, like a winter, like a fall. That he understood that. He understood what God wants us to understand in our lives, that our lives is as short as a season. Moses knew that in that short season of his lifetime, an opportunity was there to make a decision to please God or to please himself. It was just that clear to Moses. So Hebrews 11.25 says that Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God, but Moses was ready to deliver the people of God by killing that Egyptian, which meant that Moses would now suffer personally for being labeled a murderer. So Moses not only suffered with the people of God, but Moses was ready to suffer for the people of God in order to deliver them. Why did he kill the Egyptian? Because he wanted to deliver the people of God. So Moses was willing to suffer not only with the people of God, but for the people of God. Those two words, with and for, describe what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. When it says in Hebrews 2.17 that the Lord Jesus Christ was in all things It behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That means the Lord Jesus Christ suffered with us. But when it says in Isaiah 53, 5, that he was wounded for 
our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. And in 1 Peter 3.18, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. That means the Lord Jesus Christ suffered not only with us, but for us. Just as Moses suffered with and for the people of God, so the Lord Jesus Christ suffered with and for us. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ is such a wonderful friend. That's why we worship him as a great savior and a great friend, because he suffered not only with us, but for us. Now, in what Moses did to that Egyptian who was beating the Hebrew, in how Moses killed that beater of the Hebrew, how Moses buried that beater of the Hebrew in the sand, we see in those acts a foreshadow of what Moses will do to all the Egyptians that oppress the Hebrews because Moses will in the future bring them all to be killed in the Red Sea. And then Moses will see all of them buried in the sand of the Red Sea. Now, Hebrews 2.13, where we are, our text, it says these important words. When he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? So first thing we see here is that Moses goes out to see how his people are, how his Jewish people are. And what does he see? He sees two Hebrews and they're fighting together. So what comes into his mind? Moses had just killed one of the Egyptian taskmasters. So Moses already saw the taskmasters as the destroyer of the Jewish people. Now Moses was surprised when he came out to find the Jewish people were fighting and they were destroying themselves. This was a surprise for Moses to see. And when Moses went out and saw this, he went into a new mode of trying to get the Jewish people from destroying themselves. And when Moses started this work, Moses changed, and Moses became now a non-combative, and a humble, and a gentle, and a reasoning, and a patient teacher, instructor. Now, Moses thought that the Hebrews were enslaved to the Egyptians and that the Egyptians had to be defeated in order for the Hebrews to be set free. And Moses felt that he could do that. Moses felt that he could defeat the Egyptians. But Moses saw that the Hebrews were enslaved to another master. He saw that the Hebrews were enslaved to their own hatred and that the Hebrews needed to be freed from their self-destructive hatred. And Moses could not, he knew he could not defeat that hatred inside the Hebrews. So Moses realized that the ultimate recovery of these fighting Hebrews had to come from within those Hebrews. Those Hebrews had to recover themselves. They had to recover themselves. And Moses realized that to free the Jewish people from the Egyptians, he could do that by force and free the Jewish people from the Egyptians. But free the Jewish people from their own hatred, Moses couldn't do that. 
Moses was powerless. And all that Moses could do was to become humble and to become gentle and to become the humble, gentle instructor and the humble, gentle teacher to try and lead them. Moses realized that ultimately those Hebrews had to recover themselves from their hatred that they had toward each other. Moses could not recover those Hebrews. Those Hebrews had to recover themselves. Moses saw that in addition to the Hebrews being enslaved to the Egyptians, that the Hebrews were enslaved to their own hatred. Moses realized he could free the people from the Egyptians, but he could not free the people from their own hatred. So Moses realized this, and this was a big realization for Moses that he saw these Hebrews have to come to themselves. These Hebrews have to turn inside. These Hebrews have to recover themselves. He saw all that. And he saw himself as the gentle, as the teacher, as leading the people to repentance. Now, let's freeze that picture in our mind of Moses. Let's freeze the picture of Moses in our minds right there because that picture is a picture of how Moses is an example for us. It's a picture of how Moses is a teacher for us. It's all about that picture. That picture is of Moses seeing the Jewish people as hopelessly enslaved by the Egyptians and Moses setting out with force to deliver his people from their destroyer, the Egyptian taskmasters. But that picture is also of Moses being surprised to find his own people destroying themselves by their own hatred. That picture is also a picture of Moses realizing that although he could free the Hebrews by force from the Egyptians as he had just killed the Egyptian, that's a picture of Moses realizing that he could not free the people from the slavery of their own hatred. That picture is of Moses realizing that the people had to recover themselves. That picture is of Moses realizing that all he could do All he could do is to instruct the people, to teach the people, to lead the people to a place where they would recover themselves. That picture is a picture of Moses changing. That's not the same Moses who killed the Egyptian. Oh, no, this Moses is now a Moses who has changed, who has become a non-combative and humble and gentle and reasoning and patient instructor in order to become the best teacher he could, in order to become the best instructor that he could, in order to become the best leader that he could to stop the people from destroying themselves with their own hatred. Now, with that picture, with that picture in our mind, we can take Moses out of that picture and put ourselves right into the place that Moses was, and it fits, and it works for us as we deal with the lost. Because with that same picture of us in the place of Moses, then we see something described. And turn with me, if you would, please, to 2 Timothy chapter 2, 24 through 26. This says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing 
those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now notice how in verse 26 of this 2 Timothy 2 passage, how in verse 26 it says, the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Like Moses, who saw the Jewish people as hopelessly enslaved by the Egyptian destroyers, we clearly see the lost as hopelessly enslaved by the destroyer, the devil. Notice how in verse 25, it describes the lost as those that oppose themselves. Those that oppose themselves. So like Moses who was surprised to see his own people destroying themselves, when we bring the gospel to the lost, we're surprised to see the lost as those that oppose themselves with their prejudicial statements like, as a Jewish person, I'd rather go to hell than to believe in Jesus. With those words in verse 25 of oppose themselves, like Moses, who realized that the people could be freed by force from the Egyptians. That could be done for them. But just like Moses, we realize that the enslaver of the lost, the devil, has been defeated for the lost at the cross. He has been defeated at the cross for the benefit of the lost. That has happened. But like Moses, who realized that the Jewish people were enslaved to another destroyer, an internal destroyer of their own hatred, just like Moses, we realize that the lost are enslaved to another destroyer, their own internal destroyer of their own pride and hatred of the Lord Jesus Christ. And like Moses, who realized that he could not free the Jewish people from their own internal destroyer of hatred, just like Moses, we realize that although the devil has been destroyed at the cross, we cannot free the lost from their own internal destroyer of their pride and their hatred of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice in verse 24, 2 Timothy 2, how the verse says, the servant of the Lord must. So like Moses, who realized that if the Jewish people were going to be delivered from their own internal destroyer of hatred, that Moses must change, that Moses must become something, that Moses must change himself into something for the Jewish people. And just like Moses, we realize that if the lost are going to be delivered from their own pride and from their own hatred of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must become something. We must change ourselves into something something for the lost. And notice how verses 24 and 25 of 2 Timothy 2 say, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, and meekness instructing. So like Moses, who realized that if the Jewish people are going to be delivered from their own internal hatred, then Moses must become this non-combative, humble, gentle, reasoning, patient, 
teacher and instructor and leader of the Jewish people to repentance. Just like Moses, the same for us. We must become that same non-combative, humble, gentle, reasoning, patient teacher, instructor, and leader of the lost to repentance. Now, notice those important words when it says in verse 26 of 2 Timothy 2 that we want to see them recover themselves. Like Moses, who realized that he was absolutely helpless. Ultimately, Moses was helpless to recover the Jewish people from their own internal destroyer. And so just like Moses, who realized that ultimately the Jewish people had to themselves recover themselves from their own internal destroyer of hatred. And like Moses, who did all he could by becoming that non-combative, humble, gentle, reasoning, patient teacher and instructor and leader of the Jewish people to repentance, but then finally Moses realized that he had to back off and he had to leave the decision to them as to whether or not they would recover themselves from their own hatred. Just like Moses, we realize that we are ultimately absolutely helpless to recover the lost from their own internal hatred and prejudice against the Lord Jesus Christ. And just like Moses, we realize that ultimately the lost themselves, they have to recover themselves from their own internal hatred and prejudice against the Lord Jesus Christ. And just like Moses, we do all we can by becoming that non-combative, humble, gentle, reasoning, patient teacher, instructor, leader of the lost to repentance. But then finally, just like Moses, we have to back off and leave the decision to the lost as to whether or not the lost will recover themselves from their own hatred and prejudice against the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. Now, we'd like to encourage you to visit the friendshipwithgod.org website. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Now, we've added some new features on our website where you can sign up for a Tom Cantor daily devotional verse that will come directly to your phone or to your email. So go there today at friendshipwithgod.org and sign up on our website to receive a Tom Cantor daily devotional verse. Now, while there, you can also sign up on our website to receive a Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries newsletter where you'll hear about our upcoming Summer Blitz campaign to reach 1 million lost Jewish people this summer in over 17 Jewish cities. This is our third year of doing this Jewish outreach across the United States, and we want you to be a part of it, especially with prayer for the Jewish people to be reached with a gospel gift of Tom Cantor's Testimony DVD, Frequently Asked Questions, and other booklets and information that will help them to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Now, you can directly call us by phone if you know a Jewish person that needs to be reached with a gospel gift, and we can help you to get that into their hands, or we can send that directly to them. So we want you to call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Once again, that's 1-800-247-3051 if you'd like to order any of Tom Cantor's resources, materials, books, videos, you can go to friendshipwithgod.org or again, call us at 1-800-247-3051. And again, we'll give a free gift of Tom Cantor's testimony and booklet out to any lost Jewish person that calls us, or if you know a lost Jewish person, we'll get that gift right into your hands to give to them or mail out to them. Now, Tom Cantor would like to personally invite you 
to come out to the Creation and Earth History Museum that he owns and operates out here in Santee, California, which is a suburb of San Diego, California. And Tom Cantor would like you to come out to the second largest creation museum in the world and visit us here at the Creation Earth History Museum. And you'll be able to take a biblical journey through time and see science and the Bible match up through scientific and historical observation, which makes the Creator an unavoidable issue. Now, the museum has always had the six days of creation, but it continues to expand. We've added the human anatomy wing, as well as a new tabernacle theater that has a 35-minute presentation from Tom Cantor on God's plan of redemption, which reveals the symbolism of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament that's now revealed in the New Testament. We also have an Age of the Earth mineral cave that you can see. Now, the museum is open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and admission is always free. Guided tours are available upon request. So you can call us today at 1-800-247-3051 if you'd like to know more. That's 1-800-247-3051 if you'd like to know more information about the Creation Earth History Museum and to plan your trip today when you come down to Southern California. Or you can take a virtual tour online by going to creationsd.org. That's creation and then SD for San Diego. creationsd.org. Now you can also find Tom Cantor, Israel Restoration Ministries, and the Friendship with God radio program on Facebook. And there you can also receive a daily devotional as well as sign up for one at our website, friendshipwithgod.org. But join us on Facebook and like our page and befriend Tom Cantor. Again, Tom Cantor, Israel Restoration Ministries, and the Friendship with God radio program. Look for us on Facebook. You'll also get exciting announcements on what we have coming up as far as new stations, where Tom Cantor will be speaking, or even ministry highlights that we want to share with you. Now, has the Friendship with God radio program impacted your life or made a difference? Well, we want to hear about it, especially Tom Cantor. So we want you to send him an email directly. And you can email him at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's Tom and then C-A-N-T-O-R. Tom Cantor with a C at friendshipwithgod.org. That's Tom, C-A-N-T-O-R, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. .org. Email him. Let him know how the Friendship with God radio program has impacted your life. We do appreciate you for listening, and thank you for your friendship with God. Call us again today if you have any questions, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Join us again tomorrow.